0: Welcome to Living Off the Land, the all things Cleveland podcast with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the week four edition of the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show. Uh, I'm Dan here with Ryan, Steve, and Jimmy. What's up, guys? How we doing? Celebrating uh, another Browns victory.
1: Today is a great day. Fabulous game. Uh, Browns just took it to Dallas, like really right from the opening uh, drive. and went for a trick play, and it just kind of just started from there. I tell you what, it's not often
2: that I like being wrong. I was very happy to be wrong about this game. I thought that this was going to yeah. go uh, poorly from uh, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks back when we did our uh, preseason episode. And uh, hey, happy
0: to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. We uh, did you have them covering the spread today? Yeah, I had it. I had us losing a tie I did one. as well,
1: didn't you? Did you have us covering the spread? I had the Browns. Why well, the Browns winning outright? So, oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Even in our preview show? Yep. I think, yeah, I think oh, he was the wow. only one who okay. had us. Yeah, I, ha- I had us losing, but I did have us covering. Um, but, like, like you said, very glad to be wrong.
1: Admittedly, it was a hard overhead choice, but hey, sometimes that works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the Browns haven't won, haven't beaten Dallas in uh, 26 years. So I mean, how many times have we actually? Jimmy, you weren't alive.
1: How many times have we actually played them over that span, though? Uh,
0: like five, six? Yeah, like once every four years, so yeah. Yeah, pretty about. much. Uh, we played them. Last time we played him was the year I think we went two thousand sixteen would have been. So we went one in fifteen. That was the year we went one in fifteen. Yeah. It's I was actually, been
1: twenty six years.
0: Yeah, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I don't think that's actually exaggeration. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was actually at that game. Dak and Zeke just ran wild on us. Really I was close. I was at that
0: game too. Was I there with you? Uh you might have been. Yeah, I was there too. Uh, that was the the game that Cameron Irving got thrown out of for uh Ripping the helmet off a Cowboys player and throwing him to the ground.
1: It was about the most memorable thing he ever did in Cleveland. Yeah.
0: It was actually, actually it was a addition by subtraction because he was awful. But anyway, we're, not,
1: uh, we're here to look forward,
0: not backwards. The Browns' uh, offense was incredible today, uh, mainly the running game, uh, with a little bit of a dark shadow uh, hovering over it. Uh, Shout-out to Nick Chubb. Um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything, that he's not out for a while. Did they officially say what it was? Because like they were saying on TV it was his knee, but other people were saying it was his ankle. The, the replay looked like it was an ankle.
2: I've, I've seen both, like you're talking about. I'm I, hoping it's not both. I
0: believe it's knee, and I was just
2: looking at Twitter a couple minutes ago, and there's nothing that's officially released from a team or a spokesperson yet. Yeah. But all of the tweets are, quote-unquote, Cautiously optimistic that oh, it God. wasn't a torn ACL or MCL, so they're yeah. ta- they're talking knee injury, but people are trying to. St- I mean, but that again, that doesn't a- actually mean anything. Yeah.
1: MRI,
0: if it didn't happen tonight, it'll be probably early tomorrow morning. Yeah, I heard possible sprained MCL, and if he has a sprained MCL, he's probably looking at being out a few weeks.
1: And the unfortunate thing is, this was a play where you know he's in blocking and. Guy, D-lineman for Dallas, rolls up behind him. This is an injury you often see happen to offensive linemen. Right. Uh, and it, it is either usually either a an ankle sprain or a knee. Uh, obviously, hope for the best. The fact that he did walk off was actually pretty encouraging.
0: Yeah. And for a while there, like, they didn't rule him out. I think it was, it was like the middle of the third quarter when they officially said he was out. But he was still questionable to come back.
2: I, my the way I looked at it is he is probably one of the toughest guys not just on this team but in the NFL. Yeah. So the fact that he was down and kind of rolling around and visibly in pain, like to me that was a bad sign. So if we get away with a sprain or a more mild injury of some kind, I think that would be extremely lucky because he's he's such an important part of the team. All of that being said. We ran like crazy today. And oh my it was gosh. Three
0: hundred and seven yards. Yeah. And it was and not
2: just on Kareem Hunt, who had a nice do not get me wrong, he had a hell of a game. But Dernis Johnson Yeah, I was and, just yeah, I was just gonna um, say Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell, he just was, got elevated off the practice squad.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say special shout out to Dearness Johnson for stepping up. I mean he had thirteen carries from ninety five yards after Nick Chubb went out in I don't remember when Nick Chubb got hurt. I think it was the first quarter, but um yeah, yeah, well, we, yeah, we ran wild. We ran completely over. ran wild. We scored 49 points, and our quarterback threw for 165 yards.
1: I was watching this game with my dad today, and he said at one point, I think Shout it was out, the Michael second Stefano. or the third quarter – that it looks like how Denver used to be. You just throw any running back back there, and he's going to get 5, 6, 10 yards almost every yeah. time. The Browns' and, offensive line is incredible. And he was actually uh, – you had to go out for a little while, like at halftime early the third quarter. He came back, and he said he was listening to the Dallas feed on Sirius, and on the first play of the second half, Hunt had a – he ran over the left side, he got six yards. The Dallas guys are like, well, Hunt only got six yards on that play. I don't know what the game ended like, but at one point, we were averaging
2: like nine yards of carry. It was crazy. And again, part of that's on the running backs, of course. They definitely did their fair share of work today, but boy, the offensive line looked good.
0: And I'll tell you who helped that uh, average per yard uh, rush was uh, a certain wide receiver that apparently everybody wants to run out of town here, but hopefully that freaking stops now. Yeah, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had two rushes, seventy three yards, and uh the tutty that put the game away. Everyone So the can... Browns the Browns ended the game uh with an average of seven point seven yards per carry, and that's including Baker's three for six.
1: Everyone can shut their friggin' mouth on that. Yeah. <laughs> <right. laughs> I mean my so goodness. I I
0: uh, I I uh retweeted from our show account a, an article from uh
1: uh guy played Cameron, it all last year with Cameron a bad Justice, is that her name?
0: Mm-hmm. Who, Uh, put up an article and shout out to her um, that basically encapsulated all of our feelings on the subject. The title says of the tweet, says it's time to stop the negative... That was my laptop. (laughs) Uh, The tweet says it's time to stop the negative narratives and stop asking the Browns to trade OBJ. And I cannot... uh, agree and stress that enough it's utterly ridiculous like this guy you know we're going to give a lot of credit to the running game and they deserve all of it he was a major part of that but this guy literally won us the football game
2: well and one of the things that i think is so often overlooked is yes the offensive line is playing really well the run game strong but one of the factors in that whole equation is that defenses have to respect Juice and they have to respect
0: Landry. And quite frankly, they have to respect our tight ends, too. Well, now they have to respect uh, OBJ's running ability and they have to respect Juice's passing ability because how did we score a first
1: touchdown? What a fabulous play play call, first of all. And then the execution was just perfect, too. The blocking was perfect. Uh, Landry was able to set up, set into the throw, and it was a dime to, to Beckham. I mean...
0: You know what's funny about awesome. that? So I was watching a lot of the uh, doing prep for the show, uh, and we're recording a little bit later tonight. So if we seem a little more, more mild-mannered, it's because we're not uh, – it's not an immediate reaction after the game. Um, but uh, OBJ's press conference after the game, he said that uh, Coach has been talking about running that play for a couple weeks now, and he just hasn't got to it. Like situation hasn't presented itself to where they should run it. And uh, OBJ said he went up to coach. He's like, if you don't call this play this week, just don't call it the rest of the year because we're sick of it. Because I guess I guess they've been practicing it every week. And OBJ, and I can't remember who asked him the question, like, has it been successful every time you've run it in practice? He's like, yeah, we've scored a touchdown on it every single time. And that might just be him, you know, talking, whatever. But they ran it this week. and
1: you Sounds know, like a politician saying that.
0: Yeah, right? Well, with as much media scrutiny as that guy gets, I mean, he's got to be he's got to be like incredible with the media by now because you think of something they could throw at this guy. I mean, we're not going to talk about it, but there's there's stuff that's been that's been brought up about his preferences that uh he's had to deal with, and I think he handled that perfectly with just like laughing it off and um, like making jokes about it on social media, but anyway, it's
1: fake news. Believe yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Okay.
0: laughs> <All right>. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I mean, what, dude, that play to, I was like, I, I posted it on my Instagram story. I went from, con, I went from like confused to like when that play started, like I went from uh like nervous when I saw OBJ uh. Flex into the backfield. And then when he got pitched the ball, confusion, because like why are we running reverse? And then like he got the ball and I saw that the Dallas defensive end coming free. And I'm then I got pissed because I'm like, he's gonna get tackled. We're gonna lose 10 yards and we're gonna lose the game. And then he gets through and I'm like like nervous again, like it's a nervous energy because he got past the D lineman, like, okay, he's gonna get like 5 10 yards. At that point, I'm just like stay in bounds, man. And then just when he he stopped and he said in the press conference, he's like, I was about to slide. And me and Steve watched it before you guys got here. There's a point in that play where you see OBJ start to slow down and, like, stop. And then he said he turned and out of the corner of his eye, he saw all of his teammates kind of forming a blocking wall. And he's like, at that point, it's like a punt return. And I saw the alley and I just juked to the left and just took off and it's crazy i i was we i i hit an octave screaming that i don't think existed in my body
2: that play was exciting as i'll get out i probably would have preferred if he just fell down because yeah it's it just felt like the way that dallas was scoring points in that fourth quarter i would have rather him just run all the way down to the 10 yard line and just fallen down yeah. and then we could run a couple times if we score a touchdown cool if we don't we kick kick the field goal I guess a field goal would have made it only a six point lead, so that doesn't do a lot for us, I guess. But
1: I was just about to make that point.
2: I don't know. Ultimately, I rather, really, I probably would have rather us milked more time off the clock. But on the flip side, that was an incredibly exciting play, and it's 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 probably good not just for the scoreboard, but also just for to get the monkey off his back. He had a hell of a game today. Uh, yeah. You know, to get to to quiet the media. Because again, I, I go back to he is such a phenomenal talent. We've been using him, you know, I, I think the coaching staffs that he's played for here in Cleveland have used him poorly. Freddie. Almost exclusively. Now we actually get to use him in a complimentary manner to this spectacular, you know, stable of running backs that we have. This should become the norm, and I think it's only going to – it's going to benefit – each component will benefit one another. It's going to be a super mutually beneficial relationship.
0: Yeah. I uh, He was OBJ today. He wasn't – Odell Beckham Jr. He was OBJ. Like there's, there's like these monikers that these players have, and like these, like all like when they go into like superstar mode, like Lamar is not Lamar Jackson. He's just Lamar when he goes into that mode. Or, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill turns into Cheetah, or whatever. Like oh, like Beckham turned into OBJ today. Absolutely. And it was inc- it was incredible. Um, I'll say this before we move on to anything else. When was the last time we watched a Browns game and? I'll preface this by saying if that reverse didn't work, that's the that's the thing I would look at is to like question the coaching staff or the or the play calling. When was the last time you watched the browns game where I mean really, where do you question the game plan or the coaching for the browns today nowhere i, I mean I don't think in our lifetime maybe when they started playing prevent defense up twenty seven but Every NFL team does that. I, and I hate it. I, oh, I, I hate have it.
2: always hated previous. Why do you
0: change up your defensive game plan just because you're up 27? I don't know. Like the Browns, the, the Cowboys have a great offense. Through three quarters, the Browns held them to 14 points, and Dak Prescott was not, you know, he was putting up pedestrian numbers compared to, like, what he has been the first three weeks. But at the end of the game, he's got five hundred yards. He threw for like three hundred I would I would like to see the splits. Five hundred and
1: two yards today.
0: Five hundred and two yards, but I would like to see the quarter splits. I think he probably threw for almost three hundred yards in that fourth quarter. He might have. And that's insane. Yeah. But that that is a microcosm of the Cowboys season. I mean, I I don't want to uh talk a lot of trash on the Cowboys because they did come back on us and they've done it multiple times. Shout out, Hannah. She owes me a six pack. But nice. uh, by the
1: way, have we done a welfare check on Hannah? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure she's fine. Like I said, the
0: Cowboys have been doing this all year. It's like this is what they do. They they get behind by 25 points, and they try and come back at the end. But, like, I'll say Maj- it's basically their, mostly their defense. They stink. Oh, yeah. The Cowboys might have – they've got to have the worst defense in the NFL.
1: They gave up 39 points against Atlanta. I mean, they, they, they looked even worse today than they did against the Falcons. I mean
0: – Fun fact, this is one stat that – uh I remember from the game it was this was the first team to let up 38 plus points
1: in three consecutive games since 1960. Wow. <laughs> That's right they gave up 38 against Seattle last week.
0: Wow. That's bad. Yeah. That's a crazy number. And we thought our and our defense is bad, but like Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said it was it was good through three quarters. Like it was fine. I will say we dropped about five interceptions. I mean, probably that's had, that's a really big thing.
1: I mean, we had when you have three, a chance had, to make big plays and, and get takeaways. You got to take it. We had of them.
0: three interceptions dropped by linebackers or safeties in one drive. Uh-huh. Ronnie Harrison had one go through his through his arms. Uh, Sione Takitaki had one go through his hands, and uh, Jacob Phillips had one go through his hands.
1: And that was ultimately the drive where I think we stopped Dallas on the fourth and three. correct?
0: Yeah. there were plays to be made by our defense they just didn't like ultimately they made enough plays because we won the game but like you said we'll get there let's just get right into it i mean i'll, I'll say i'll say this
1: by the way he when did, was the last time the browns had three straight weeks where they were 34 points or above uh
0: it Four. hasn't it hasn't happened since I think it, 2001
1: i'm surprised it was that recent
0: 2001 it happened that was also the last time we were 3 and 1
1: mm mm-hmm. That's nuts. But anyway, yeah,
0: our uh, boy, we were playing well defensively until the fourth quarter, so, and I think that was just a change in game plan. And we got into prevent, and that's what Dallas does. Yeah. Dallas, if you give them those ten yard routes, they're gonna get, they're gonna take them all the time. And Dak is a master of, you know, when when you give him a cushion to coverage. He's good, and uh, I mean to compound that, it plays right into what we're currently bad at,
2: given our linebackers and safeties.
0: Yeah, uh, it was we're, good to we're see.
2: We're so weak against the tight ends and the running backs out of the backfield, and you know, how those, much did Mac Wilson play today? It didn't seem like a lot. I don't feel like I saw him out there a lot. And then, I
0: I thought I saw Jacob Phillips out there more than a lot. Mac, more. and he just and came back from they both came as well. off of knee injuries.
2: I don't understand because
0: Taki was in there a lot.
2: What on earth does? Sheldrick Redwine is he in the doghouse or is he just bad? Because he what, can't
0: be worse than than Sandejo.
2: So Sendejo and Carl Joseph, Sendejo got the brunt of the criticism today, and don't get me wrong here in his fair share of it. Carl Joseph also was a big bad. part of that. They collectively played as a bad. safety duo very poorly. What is going on with Shed, uh, Sheldrick Redwine and uh, Ronnie Harrison played more late. He in did the game, play more, yeah. which is good. But yeah. why on earth? Is ta- um, not Taki, Why is Sendejo
0: still starting? <sighs> I, I gotta, I gotta think it's it has to be because we didn't have a preseason. A lot of these guys are young. In Ronnie Harrison's case, he he got there like what was it two days before the first game. Um, and you look at guys like Sendejo and Joseph. Yeah, they have they. <laughs> in Sendejo's case, he's been like brutal. Yeah. But like I, I feel like the coaches, the coaching staff, for whatever reason, feel better about those guys because they probably are confident that these guys know the defense. The problem is though is that their liabilities, even though they know the defense, well, like the that is- first touchdown that Dallas scored. What were Joseph and Sendejo doing? Yeah, Sunday I thought he had help. Joseph played the other wide
2: receiver. Joseph I, went out, you know, I don't, to help that corner. I don't know
0: why, as a safety, you think you have help. Safety, you're supposed to be the help. You are the help. You are the yeah. guy. Yeah, your, I, your position name is safety for a reason.
1: So on that play, I, maybe I'm just maybe I'm not seeing something, but to me it seemed like there were two receivers and just one safety, and he had to pick between the guy on the sideline and the guy in the middle, and he picked the guy on the sideline, which intuitively I'm thinking okay if you're the safety you're the last man standing you should be going toward the middle but um. that's what
2: I would have thought as well I don't know my my thing is though Redwine should know the, the defense as well he's been here you know he yeah. he knows you know Harrison it makes a little bit more sense because we just brought him over I don't know I and I, I laughed about this too because Cindejo was today's team you know how like we're doing like the, like, the weekly captain thing So today was Sendejo's day. And I don't know if that was meant to inspire him in some kind of way, but oh my God, did it not work? Yeah. I tell you what, the only thing, the only thing I'll give him a little bit of credit for is didn't he punch out, uh, didn't he force that fumble? Yeah.
1: Yes, he did. On Zeke. Uh, it was on Zeke, yeah, yeah that big run. That when where Zeke, it looked like he would have been I down, was, but he was on top of one of the,
0: One of the biggest plays in the game. It was yeah. 14-14 at that point. And that was, admittedly, a
2: massive momentum killer in turnaround. I mean, oh,
1: that was huge.
2: We had a couple of those plays <clears throat> where the um, the Miles Garrett strip sack and then that yep. punch out back-to-back. Back. And my biggest thing, and I'm always harping about this, points off of turnovers. Massively important. It is so good that, one, we scored when we were in the red zone, and particularly doing it off of the turnover. That is such a killer for the other team, and I loved that we were able to do that.
1: Yeah, i got to tell you, Ryan, you just hit the nail on the head big time with that take because how many times in years past have the Browns gotten takeaways and have done nothing with it? I yeah, mean, t- Turnovers literally don't mean it. If you don't score off of them, and now it they're, they're, not they're not functionally them meaningless. Yeah. They're converting them into touchdowns. They yeah. didn't do that at all in years past.
0: Absolutely. They're leading the NFL in points off turnovers I this know. year. So I was watching
2: the game with my dad, and when we heard that stat, both of us literally out loud were like, there's no way. There's yeah. absolutely <laughs> that's no a, way. That's, that that a, draw, a, tur- that's yeah. a jaw-dropping moment. That's a fake number. That, that can't possibly And we looked it up and it
0: lo and behold, true story. Yeah. It's nuts. Wild. Wild. Um Yeah. I the, the Zeke, the Zeke fumble was a was a big turning point. Like I said, it was 14, 14 at that point. Um let's let's uh let's Let's give a shout out some credit to the big man. Uh Miles Garrett's homecoming game for him had two sacks, had the strip sack, the force fumble on Dak. Um and uh really in the first half uh helped us go on that run. Um because obviously we scored off the turnover and uh I thought he helped set the tone. I mean his first sack came on the second the first drop back for uh Dak uh in the game. And I got to give Dak credit. I mean there there was a couple sacks that he took. Where I was like, "How in the world did he not fumble?" Yeah, the the Miles Garrett one for sure, the first one, and then there was one later in the game. I can't remember who got in there, but it was a, it was a it, it was, was a double six, I think. It yeah, was. it was a, it was a double corner blitz. So we or it might have been a safety and a corner blitz on the left side, and the Browns picked the right side because the Cowboys were going to the right on that play, and the first DB got got blocked by the fullback, and then the second DB ran free and actually got the sack, but. Dak was, like, in the middle of winding up to throw the ball, and as he got hit this way, he's like, the ball's coming like this, and he just held on to the ball with one hand. I'm like, wow, jeez. Yeah, I, he had a heck of a
2: game. I know, you know, he, yes, the strip sack, he threw that pick. He could have had more picks, but could have, should have, would have. You know, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't happen, it didn't matter. Yeah, he led that ridiculous fourth quarter uh, comeback. It, it would have been wild for for the, one the national media, but two for the Cowboys in particular it would have been pretty crazy yep. to hear all of the. Dak just earned his new paycheck. Oh, takes, I would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, I wouldn't oh, listen to it. No, it would have absolutely been the case, and yeah, I would definitely not be listening. Um I was also appreciative of the fact that Miles shut up. The uh, where's the D line? Where's Garrett? Tanks oh yeah, early? where's – you know yeah. what's funny is my, uh,
0: so my dad, even though he's not really on social media, he 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 has a Twitter account, but he doesn't tweet. He just he just follows it for news. The lurker, yeah, yeah. he just follows it for sports news and whatever. Um, he, he's he's like card carrying member of that club. Oh, right. I, I get. I get the text message any game that Miles Garrett doesn't have a sack in like the first half, he sends me the text at halftime like "Where's Miles?" Like he should be dominant and wrecking games like 125 million dollar contract, and uh, he couldn't say it today because literally in the first drop back, Miles got the first sack and then and then he got the strip sack uh, later in the first half. So and shout out to Miles for sure. That was a great game and awesome for him to show out like that. Literally going home. I mean, the guy grew up in Arlington, Texas. He Where grew up from. a Cowboys fan in that in the backyard of Jerry World. Yeah, it's good to see.
2: And I tell you what, the D line on the whole played pretty well, given a lot of injuries. Adrian Clayborn wasn't playing today. We did Richardson. Give, we Richardson Vernon went back. down. Well, so yeah, yeah. Ver, Vernon came back. You know, <laughs> Vernon who got stiff armed by Amari, by Amari Cooper real bad. Yeah, that was ugly. But Sheldon Richardson went down. Hopefully, I haven't heard the status on that one. I hope that's not too bad.
0: Yeah. Um he uh, played Larry through o- it, I thought, didn't he? Or did he come out eventually? He uh, played through it originally, but I think it. Did he it come back? I think he tweaked maybe? it again. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I just
2: know that he's definitely. He was not at 100. percent Yeah, Larry Ogunjobi, uh abdominal injury, which is everyone knows. I'm the captain of that fan club. I love yeah. Larry, and that yeah. sucks to see. Oh, for sure. So we've got. I mean, our defensive line, without a shadow of a doubt, the strength of our defense, and they are beat up something fierce right now, and so. I hope that all these are real short-term injuries. Hopefully, Adrian is able to come back. You know, he missed I think with the past two weeks. Uh, the flip side of that is we were able to sneak out this win that m- yeah. many folks thought we were going to lose. Absolutely, despite all those injuries. So,
0: and we have line. a uh, we have a shockingly big game. Like I, I'm, I'm still of the belief that Philip Rivers is done. So I don't know how Indianapolis is three and one. I'm start- they're three and one, right? Yes, they are. I mean, I don't know how. Raise your but-
1: hand if you thought that. Browns-Colts was one of the biggest games of week five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two, three, and one tag. That's, exactly. I mean, that's uh, a good is, point. Uh, a pure, and you know what? Well, Somebody at CBS must have known because they made the game at 425. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't get it. Well.
1: It's like a curious choice at the start of the year, here's the but thing, it's I, panned I, out.
2: I'm feeling myself starting to drink the Kool-Aid, too, because I'm like, oh, Colts, we got this. It's in the bed. And I'm like, no, no. See, this is exactly what we do. We, I get sucked back in, and we're going to get our hearts broken. So i got to stay. I was I feeling that I was I
0: was feeling that this week. I was two and one, like we hadn't been two and one since what two thousand four something like that. Ridiculous. My favorite number. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Jordan for tweeting yeah, about that. We would not
1: been two and one in two thousand seven. That's the amazing thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, but uh, but yeah, I mean, now we're three and one, and we're facing an equally surprising three and one team in Indianapolis. I feel like uh, so that's good. That's a huge like like. The yeah, Browns a- have have these next three games. I believe three or four games are the toughest on the Browns' schedule. Like, if they can get through these games and not like go over, I don't see how the Browns don't make the playoffs. You yeah, said Who at the we, beginning of
1: the season that October We going to be tough. We have
0: tough Pittsburgh one. in two weeks. It's, it's, two it's weeks. Colts, Steelers. Who's next? I want to say Texans. Now, the oh, Texans. You now, might be right. Now, the Texans, they. Whoa, sorry, Jordan. No, here's they stink, man. But that's even worse than the Cowboys. That's the kind of trap game that we could get cocky going into because we're playing. Absolutely, no, we're playing at home. That's at home. We're at home for that one. I mean, that you know, home is relative
1: to we don't shiv a darn for the whole state of Texas. Right,
0: but we'll see. I mean, we we actually don't know how many fans they're letting in for the next few games because because they said six thousand for the first two games. We don't know. So Um,
1: the Browns actually go to Cincinnati the week after pittsburgh oh okay that they the raiders actually come in after that and And that's
0: and the the cincy game is on the road and is sneaky since he got off the schneid this week and joe burrow played pretty decent against us they're not i'm not the bengals aren't good but they're not the horrendous pushover that they were last year and we lost last year going in there it was the last game of the year and the team quit but They've been in all their
1: games. Yeah,
2: that's the thing is they they just got their first win. I mean they're one and three right now, but they could be two and two. They could I sure mean, three and one, one is probably and a one, bit of actually. a stretch. Or no, you're right one because yeah, they because they tied the I Eagles. forgot about that. The, God, the Eagles stink. man, talk about sorry the Phillies, sorry Mr. Stefano, but the your team the Phillies blows. and the
0: Cowboys man, you guys. What a that's how gonna, great is it that I can say that other teams blow and people can't say, "Well, you're a Browns fan, right?" Yeah. Well, my team's three and one. How you, you doing? Know,
1: and he and he had so much fun watching this game today because I think he slipped out of like Eagles fan mode and into yeah. anyone who plays against the Cowboys. Well, fan that, as, mode. as a Browns and fan, that's... I
0: can relate because that's how I am. And, and and Ryan, too, and all of us, like the Browns suck. So the only joy we get out of any season is if our rivals suck too. Right. So like last year when Big Ben went down, like it was fantastic to watch the the Steelers go eight and eight and not make the playoffs. And,
1: and our rivals how, our rivals don't suck this year. Yeah.
0: And how awesome was it last year to see the Ravens not lose a game since they since we beat them in week two and then they get trucked by Tennessee they in the, and an oh, in the that was
1: the highlight of last year for sure. Watching the Ravens just capitulate completely at home. There's your word of the day. There capitulate.
2: But you didn't expect to hear that on the podcast. I hey, no. Let's go. We're
0: intelligent. Well, <laughs> one, one out of four of us one, might be. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. He's uh maybe
1: two, but once hungover.
0: There we go. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I will let you try and guess who
0: that is.
2: <laughs> so, um. Only other thought I was that I had that we haven't touched on yet for, uh, in terms of game recap. Special teams still stressing me out. Uh, yeah. A couple of Jamie Gillen's punts weren't great.
0: And holy crap, that you know, kick.
2: Oh, Donovan, my God. I zones. was screaming. Donovan, sir, I want you to listen to me because I know you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Listen up. I have been one of your biggest cheerleaders and advocates. I was so pumped when he made this team. The fact that he was on the roster today when Higgins was another healthy scratch says something. Yeah. Probably more about Higgins than Donovan, to be fair, but still. The fact that he got that shot, it was literally I tweeted about this. It was I was watching the Falcons game all over again. Oh it was insane. I swear he touched that ball and I'm like, Great. He's just gonna yeah. like watch I was it. screaming. Oh uh, and, and, and,
0: and for me, I didn't understand I didn't at first I didn't realize the rule that once it got to the end zone, it's a dead ball. Right, like doesn't matter. Right. Well, unless he touched it, uh-huh. but it's like I was, I was as that ball was skipping towards the end zone. I was hundred percent certain that that ball is going to die at the one yard line, and the Cowboys are going to recover. Uh, it damn near did. It was close. Yeah, it was way too close, and, I, and that would have been so Browns. I was screaming. What do you want? What do you he, want to bet that he's not the kicker? And Turner you know what? Next, all the local
1: media no would have said about it after the game, they would have said. That idiot from Michigan cost us the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. True. Yeah.
0: that's true. True. I just, but, but yeah, I mean, you say that, and you know, I'm, I don't. I mean, if he plays, that's fantastic. But I don't think Nick Chubb plays next week, so that probably elevates uh, Dontrell Hilliard again. And last year, Dontrell Hilliard was one of our kick returners. So you, pro- I don't know why Dontrell Hilliard wasn't back there to begin with. I don't know either. I mean, maybe they
2: wanted I to give you know Donovan a shot, or I don't know obviously'm I'm, gl- I'm glad we dodged that bullet give that him was- a shot
0: in the first quarter don't give him a shot when we're literally pooping down our leg uh, yeah that was that in was, the middle of the fourth quarter that was stressful that was stressful. oh my god i was screaming I was like and I don't think like my brothers and my uh uh my dad were like realizing like that uh that was a live ball I'm yeah. like that this isn't a punt this is a kickoff this is a live ball and, and in my mind, as it was happening, I'm like, even if it goes in the end zone, like if the Cowboys pick it up, it's a touchdown. <clears throat> it wasn't until after that, you know, when it went into the end zone, they blew the whistle. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the new rule. Mm-hmm. If it goes into the end zone at all, it's a touchback. It's a, yeah, stressful. So, oh, but but I, I was watching that ball, and the way that Dallas got that luck against Atlanta, I'm like, that ball's dying inside the five. Absolutely. And especially once Peoples-Jones let it go and wasn't going after it, I'm like, that's dying at the five. We're going to lose the game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> on the Thank flip. Say what on the flip side regarding special teams, Cody Parkey. Cody Counter. Where's it? What's it at? He had was he at seven or did he only get to six? I don't know. It might I can't today remember. Today or total. Today. Okay. Oh yeah. Today yeah. it was like six or seven. Well t- uh, five
1: extra points, two field goals.
2: Seven. Seven. And then he did have the one extra point blocked, but it yeah. wasn't really blocked because that guy was off sides. But yeah,
0: what is going on with the like like they, they, they missed like three Dallas false starts. Oh my gosh. Those were terrible. You see Miles Garrett tweet after the game? Yeah. He's like, Oh, by the way, what's a false start nowadays? Yeah. The guy the guy that was playing right tackle, because uh they were lining up Miles mostly over the over the right tackle today, which was interesting. I don't I know he I know he moves around a lot, but um the right tackle jumped th- like three separate it times. Felt like, like are you guys it, just not day. gonna call this? Apparently
2: not. Not. And then, well, like you
0: said, offsides on the on the extra point. <laughs> That's, that was unbelievable. That was another thing. I'm like, I've never seen that before, where, I mean, where, they, where they, they block it and then both teams just fumble and kick it around until it goes into the end zone. So, you know, the craziest part about all that,
2: I forget the guy's name, but he was um, the broadcasts, uh, like, rules official guy was explaining it. If a Browns player had fallen on that, it would just be dead where it was. You right. can't advance the ball. Right. But because we fell on it, in the end zone, it all of a sudden became the two-point conversion. And because also
0: because Dallas touched it. Not, not on the block. Correct. The block doesn't count. It's post when, It's when post you go block. to try and pick it up and you touch it, it becomes – like it's a dead ball when it's blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It becomes a live ball when somebody touches it again. So Dallas tried picking it up, and it squirted out of the guy's hands, and then they were just fumbling it around until it squirted into the end zone, and we just fell on it.
1: Dallas has been making mistakes on block kicks since Leon left. Yeah, I mean, that's that's (laughs) what they do. (laughs) That's that's such a
0: Dallas Cowboys play. I mean, just, just fumbling the ball around. That was wild. So yeah, uh, an an
2: interesting special teams day. Um, What
0: uh, what what a game!
2: You know what I love though. You know what's so? It is so much more fun listening to morning sports talk and morning hashtag Victory
1: Monday.
0: Let's go after a win.
2: It Let's is just, go get it
0: trending, people. Oh, it is such a good feeling. So that's I'm, something
1: you just don't get sick of.
0: No, two weeks no. ago we had a victory Friday and a victory Monday. We we let it bleed through the weekend Absolutely. and into Monday. Absolutely, as Off we a should. Thursday night win as we should. So
1: maybe um, we'll have a victory Tuesday at some point this year.
0: Yeah. Hey. Well, we well. Uh, when, when do we play on Monday? We uh I think we that's play when
1: we play Baltimore. We play Baltimore. It? He probably won't have a
0: victory Tuesday. <laughs> you never know.
2: Hey, maybe, maybe hey, towards the end of the season, if that one's at home, maybe Lamar, maybe Lamar,
0: or maybe Lamar takes a hit. You know, he's a runner. And uh, fair, fair, fair. You know, never want to wish injury on anybody, but we'll find um, out. Yeah. So we'll see about that. But the Browns score forty nine points. How much fun is it to have a football team that scores points? The Browns never score points, ever. That, that is pretty. nice. Usually, the Browns average like thirteen points a game for a season we scored 49 and we've scored over 30 in the last 3 games.
1: 35, 34, 49. 49. Last 3 weeks.
0: 49. Awesome. So the Browns went 49-38, moved to 3 and 1 on the season. Uh 1 and 1 away from uh First Energy Stadium, which again is relative doesn't matter. There's well, Cowboys did have about 25,000. They had a fair amount of people there, in, that, in so, that stadium, which uh definitely made themselves uh feel heard when they went down 41 to 14 uh so move to 3-1 and one, got Indy next week 3-1 and one, real quick let's go around the table and let's uh let's I know we picked that game in the preview show but let's see if our if our uh picks change given what we've seen in the first quarter of the season so uh who do we got winning next week
1: so Indianapolis just doesn't play close games generally speaking so I think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other I'm not going away from my original picks. I feel like the Browns are due for a letdown. I said Colts win. Okay, and they anyway, win convincingly.
0: You had you had uh, um, you had the Browns winning this game in Dallas yeah. uh, originally, so that makes sense. Coming off a big win in Dallas, could be a letdown game, but I uh I have the Browns winning. I have the Browns going. I'm still I I know they're three and one. I just don't believe that Phillip Rivers hasn't anymore. I know he's playing well. I'm just you know people talk about the cliff with Tom Brady all the time. I'm winning. Like I, I, I think it's gonna happen soon that Rivers is gonna, he's gonna fall and historically he loves throwing interceptions and the Browns are turning over teams uh a lot, especially the last couple games. So I think that trend continues next week and uh uh I think the Browns win.
2: I honestly forget what I said uh preseason. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even remember. But I get, think I
0: had him as a win because I had the Dallas game as a loss. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you might have just flip flopped there. My my thing is this. Yes, Philip Rivers kind of a classic gunslinger. He will throw interceptions. I still tr- I think he has enough left in the tank to dissect our weak secondary and they have a better defense than Dallas does. I think that we are unfortunately going to end up following up this with a loss, I think, almost Steve. Oh,
0: okay. Mm. All right. Got it. What do you think, Jimmy? One more time. Well <laughs> Are we Are the Browns gonna beat the Colts. Thousand percent. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Man, man, I was I was gonna I was gonna hit you with a buzzer, but you said that too quick. I can't buzz you picking the Browns gonna win. <laughs> uh yeah. So let let's move along. Uh Steve, let's go around the NFL to kind of close out the show and we'll talk about uh What's happened? We get to talk about all the 4 o'clock games being finished because we're recording so late tonight. Indeed.
1: So, so uh, I'm actually going to back the train up to Thursday. The Broncos beat the Jets 37-28. Uh, to 28, I, I said and, this was the fat porn game of the and, year. And that how does sucks. Adam, how does Adam Gase still have a job? No idea. It, ah. it, it's
2: criminal. We'll, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Because I would argue that, that that him having a job is
0: worth uh, worse than Dan Quinn in Atlanta having his job. Oh,
1: man, Boy. that's –
0: Gosh. I mean, they're both lame ducks. I mean, at least in Adam Gase's uh case, you could say that the Jets don't have any talent. Like, how do you how do you like back to back weeks they blew those games, the Falcons? And I think Dan Quinn was already on his last legs as a Falcons coach. It's true. I mean, he has he has the uh you know, he blew the Super Bowl 28-3 against the Patriots. Uh, and now he's blowing
1: these games. Like, how how do you I don't, know. I don't know how you condone that if you're I, really I blank. Know. Yeah, right. I don't know. Whatever. Um, moving along here um, into the 1 o'clock window today, the New Orleans Saints, they got a game effort from the Detroit Lions today. They do survive 35-29. to 29. Um, Lions
0: were up 14 nothing in that game. There's another now, Saints okay actually coach. just oh. dropped a
1: whole bunch of touchdowns on the Lions in the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they ended up holding on for the win in the end. Uh, New Orleans is now 2-2 two and two after that. Tampa Bay had to come from behind against Los Angeles today, but they the Buccaneers win 38-31 over the Chargers. Tom Brady five touchdown passes after throwing an early pick six.
2: Um I hate that guy.
1: I hate that guy so much. And I, I got together. cheeky.
2: I played the Chargers defense thinking, you know what? Tom will Tom will do something stupid, right? He can't, he doesn't have it. He's old, he's washed up. Well,
1: you got a pick six.
2: I got there. real hype real early with that pick six and then quickly ate my words. Got nothing out of the Chargers' defense.
1: Now, if you're depending on the Chargers to win, you're my brother I could tell you a litany of stories about. I got that. cheeky. Like I said, that was hindsight's twenty twenty. Shout out, Matthew. Um, the Bengals got their first win of the season today, thirty three to twenty five against the Jaguars. Joe Mix uh, Joe Mixon had a huge day on the ground, one hundred and sixty yards, two touchdowns. Joe Burrow's first win in the league. So the Bengals are off the schneid. The Jaguars are who we thought they were. <laughs> um, speaking of teams who we are, are not who we thought they were, the Houston Texans are 0 and four. They lose at home to the Vikings, who are also winless coming into the day, thirty-one to twenty-three. They stink. I'm thinking Bill O'Brien is, uh, you know, it's going to be sayonara you know, here soon. So too. Did, you,
0: did you see the the Bill O'Brien story that came out this morning? No. So. <laughs> Texans fans and Jordan can back this up, have lamented uh the amount of power that Bill O'Brien's had in that organization. There's an article that came out today said that Bill O'Brien was gonna inject himself even more in the play calling and the and the offensive game planning. Like he already called the plays. like well, how much more what, could he get? What is, yeah, what does that even mean? I don't know,
1: but I don't know. That just I, means he's gone maniacal, you know he's gone. Yeah. I think. Seattle had a long trip today. I mean, they had,
0: they, they, well, I'll just say that they started 0 3, and that's a little bit understandable given the the opponent. I mean, they played Baltimore, Kansas City, and the Steelers to start the year. They had a gauntlet to run. That is fair. They have no excuse of of getting trucked by the the Vikings today. No No excuse. The Vikings were, weren't they also 0 3 coming into the game? Yes, they were. Like, no excuse.
1: Seattle had a long trip today, longest trip in the NFL, uh, going to Miami, but they managed to overcome that. They beat the Dolphins 31-23, to uh, two costly interceptions by Ryan Fitzpatrick in the second half, uh, stymied the Dolphins' chances to win this one. So Seattle is unbeaten. They certainly look like a Super Bowl contender.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think uh, Russell Wilson's probably your uh – your leading candidate for MVP at this point, he's up there. That's right. I, there's a crazy, yeah. crazy stat that that's come out that said that he's never received a vote for MVP in his career, which I think is ridiculous.
1: There was a, an, a segment on that on the Fox preview show today, actually,
0: utterly ridiculous. But I, he's definitely getting votes this year if he doesn't, if not just outright winning it.
1: Teddy Bridgewater is back,
0: dude. He had a crazy uh, touchdown run today. That was, man. That knee's feeling good.
1: Fabulous game from him. The Panthers defeat the Cardinals thirty-one to twenty-one. Panthers looked like one of the worst teams in football through the first two weeks. They're now two and. and two. Cardinals
0: look like one of the best. Yeah,
1: how quickly that changed. Yeah, they're fuges. Yeah, they're now down to two and two after a two and zero oh start. The Ravens, they roll along. They are third, uh, three and one <laughs> now. I see what you did there. Yeah. Shout out BG. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Isaac, they baby. they win 31 to 17 over the football team today.
0: Football
1: team. Ugh. So, uh the good news Washington is Washington didn't cover
0: are, by 1 point. Yeah, by 1 point. Oh, sorry. So sorry.
1: Uh, the Ravens and the Browns are still tied at 3-1. So, we can be happy about that. I mean, they got tiebreaker. True, and uh, the Steelers are on
0: the weird bye week this week because of COVID. So technically, they're first in the division.
1: Yeah, no game for them. Uh, They were supposed to be in Nashville this week, but they've moved that to Week Eight, I believe.
0: Seven or eight, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: The LA Rams didn't look good today. Uh, Offensively, they were struggling for most of the day, but they got away with it because they're playing the lowly Giants and won that game seventeen to nine. So the Rams are three and one. They probably should be four and zero after last week's screw job in Buffalo, but uh, oh man, they did just enough to survive today.
0: Man, that was what a, I just I, that just reminded me how that that was a really bad uh, call in the end of that game. That pi.
1: Speaking of Buffalo, they are four and zero. They went to the Death Star this afternoon and yep. defeated the Raiders thirty to twenty three.
0: That was a tight game until it got into the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, another really strong performance by Josh Allen. Uh, Bills are just—they're rolling. I mean, at some point, people are going to have to start taking them seriously too.
0: Yeah, four and zero. Oh, yeah. absolutely.
1: And then we, we were mentioning Indianapolis, our opponent next week, uh, a little bit earlier in the show. Indianapolis, their defense uh, did a number on Nick Foles and the Bears. They win 19-11, to 11 and, and I've been – the Bears – I can't even say it. Why, why did they bench Mitch Trubisky? That Big was, Dick Nick. I mean, <laughs> I'm of the opinion that if they would have kept Trubisky in, they would have won the Falcons game anyway because, come on, it was the Falcons. Yeah, true. They were giving away games late is what they do. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, don't, I think they're going to come to regret this move.
0: I mean they could. I don't know. If it, it feels like Nick Foles is only good when he plays in Philadelphia. Like when he's on the Eagles. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't I don't understand the situation. Chicago's got themselves
2: a fa- uh, a fascinating situation because the defense that they had a couple years ago, they squandered such a defensive juggernaut yep. and it, it, they're not I wouldn't say that they're they're not bad now, but they're not what they were. They, they've they're, lost that edge, and they're, I, they're almost just,
0: as bad as we are with handling quarterbacks. They're kind, yeah. They're in weird. They haven't had a good. They haven't had a great, uh, consistently good quarterback since Jim McMahon. I mean, Jay Cutler was the closest thing they've had. Yeah, and that guy quit in a, in an uh, NFC Championship game.
1: Mm-hmm. Think about Indianapolis. They've only given up eleven points two of the last three weeks. Their defense is playing very well. Very well. Yeah, that's all right. Actually, let's see if they can stop the run. And the week in between there, they only gave up seven. Granted, they were playing the Jets, who suck. But, yeah, but still, giving up seven to I mean, the Jets seems like a lot. They only given up <laughs> ten points a game in the last three weeks. That's pretty darn good. It is this, good, especially in this like game. Like I said,
0: range. let's like might be a little bit of hubris talking, but let's see if they can stop the run.
1: Yeah, that well, nobody's really done that since week 300 one. Three so. hundred yards
0: rushing today. We had that. I know that's the Cowboys Well, it doesn't happen in and the NFL. Nick Chubb no. wasn't
2: there for like three quarters of it.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Going on right now, uh, the Eagles are playing against the 49ers, uh, a game that's not really expected to be all that competitive. It's currently 0-0 in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers, if they were to win, would go to 3-1. and The Eagles are looking for their first win of the season. Uh, we have a Monday night doubleheader this week. We do now, yeah. Uh, the Patriots playing in Kansas City against the Chiefs, while the Atlanta Falcons, who we've you know, really just – murked on this whole podcast. They end up going to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. I don't think that's going to be the magic elixir to get them off the schneid.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they're able to play that uh, KC New England game. Um, You know, granted, there's no more positive tests. I I think we're in the clear now because, you know, they've isolated Newton and then that practice squad quarterback from the Chiefs, and then they retested everybody and everybody was negative. So I think we should be okay now because now they've traveled, they're in the hotel, like it's, you know. They're not, like, out and about with their families or whatever. But, um, you know, it could have been bad there for because there were, there were also talks that the uh, Lions-Saints game was in trouble because they had that Saints guy that initially tested positive, but then they retested him and it was a false positive and he ended up testing negative. So, um, yeah, the NFL had a tough week this week. It could have been three games that would have had to have gotten
1: um, – and we knew that this was going to come at some point. Uh, yeah. the, the hope was that it wasn't going to come until much later once we especially, got closer to the flu season. Yeah,
0: especially in a sport where you're not doing a bubble and, you know, you run that risk. But, yeah. you know, but, yeah, so um, thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Um, like I said, we got the game in progress Sunday at football that uh, we're going to monitor. But, uh, yeah, this is going to pretty much do it for us. Um, Browns big win today, 3-1. and one. Looking good, big game next week, and uh, yeah, go Brownies.
1: So sorry, Hannah.
0: <laughs> oh, Steve! <laughs> Ouch! Uh, I'll enjoy my six. Your pack. team
1: might still go to the playoffs because your division stinks. <laughs> that is there. true.
0: It's entirely like that. Is the, the, you know what? The Cowboys are still first in their division, tied yeah, with the Red. What a different situation there! Sorry, in I almost to the I Browns. almost said it. The football team,
1: like they're one in three, but they're still saying, hey, we can still win the division." If the Browns are one in three; they'd be done
0: yeah that's because we play in the best division in football yeah i mean us in the nfc uh nfc west but uh but yeah so uh yeah i'll enjoy that six pack whatever i decide to choose uh and uh it'll be delicious so um anyway follow us on social media at the lotl podcast um you can check out our website lotlpodcast.com where we post all the links to all of our episodes and uh We'll catch you guys uh, this week on our normal episode. Uh, Jordan will be back for LOTL. And uh, <laughs> so for Steve, thanks again for joining us. And then Ryan and Jimmy, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show. Browns big winners tonight, 49-38 to 38 over the Cowboys. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Go Browns. Bye.